All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, this is Pastor Doug Minton, and we are digging deeper this week into the final verses of Revelation chapter 1, this week looking at verses 17 through 20. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are, and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So far, our text for this week. When John sees Jesus, he falls at his feet as though dead. Very reminiscent of Exodus 19, God appearing at the top of Mount Sinai. Starting in verse 9, the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe you forever. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down from Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people, and you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain or to touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot. Whether man or beast, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people, and they washed their garments. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to the Lord to look, and many of them perish. Also let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, Look, people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you yourself warned us, saying, Set limits around the mountain and consecrate it. And the Lord said to him, Go down and come up bringing Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. So here's the initial conversation between Moses and Yahweh talking about the descent of Yahweh onto the top of Mount Sinai to deliver the law. A few chapters later, after the golden calf, we have in Exodus 33, Moses again up on top of the mountain saying, please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. Here is the great thing. God over and over again in these verses talks about not being able to come up and see him. This is the great issue of being a sinner in the presence of a holy God, is that you cannot stand in his presence. He cannot stand to have sin near him. 
So we do fall as dead because God has promised death to those who come up and presumptuously seek to see his face. But he also has words of comfort here in Revelation. As John falls to his feet as dead, Jesus lays his right hand on him, saying, Fear not. This comfort is the same thing that is said to the peoples throughout the Old Testament. Genesis 15, when God is making the covenant with Abraham that all of his generations will be blessed. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. In Daniel 10, we have, I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fled to hide themselves. So I was left alone and saw this great vision, and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words, and as I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in deep sleep with my face to the ground. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Daniel has a similar encounter with the angelic being as John has with the risen Lord Jesus. And it is in stages that Daniel is brought forth. I think that's important because it is not John being told that he can get to his knees first and then standing, but because he is in Christ, in the resurrected Christ, he is able to stand up straight from being fallen as dead. And again, as we have the angel Gabriel coming to Mary in Luke chapter 1, you have him saying, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. A few verses earlier, he says very similarly to Zechariah in the temple, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will call his name John. All of these fear nots are there for the comfort, for the strength of his people, which is exactly what happens here with John, is that he is comforted by the fear not, but also strengthened so that he may be able to stand, so that he may receive the revelation. And then Jesus calls himself the first and the last. And we see this throughout Revelation especially. But we have this already back in Isaiah. In chapter 44, thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no God. I know not any. Then later on in chapter 48, he says, Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I called. I am he. I am the first and I am the last. My hand laid the foundation of the earth. And my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand forth together. Assemble all of you and listen. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall perform his purpose on Babylon, and his arms shall be against the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken and called him. I have brought him, and he will prosper in his way. Draw near to me. Hear this. From the beginning I have not spoken in secret. 
From the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. Here Jesus is calling himself the first and the last. He is the one who has set in place the foundations of the earth and all of creation. And he is the one who will be there at the end. He goes on in verse 18 to finish that off, and the living one. Deuteronomy 32, 40. For I lift up my hand to heaven and swear as I live forever. This is again a reference of Jesus saying that he is God. And we see throughout the prophets the promise of comfort and assurance in the as the Lord lives, this thing will happen. Jesus also says he has the keys of death and Hades. And this is very simple to understand. He has the keys of death because he is the one who has died and raised himself from the dead. But now Hades, that is the question. And we'll have numerous times to discuss what it is that is actually meant by Hades and Sheol in the Old Testament. But it is truly in Greek understanding the realm of all the dead. This is where all the dead go, uh, very much like Hades himself being the god of the underworld. Uh, this is just where all the dead go in the Greek mind. But in the Hebrew mind, we have kind of similar thing. In 1 Samuel 2.6, the Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. Psalm 16.10, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. We have here Sheol being also that idea of just the realm of the dead, where all the dead are, whether uh, to be blessed or cursed. And there are many things that come about from that that I will not get into right now to save a little bit of time and to break it up into pieces. We move on into verse 19. And this is where we get into some of our ideas with our dispensationalist brothers and the problems that we have. Write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. The basic understanding of the dispensational left behind series type theology for Revelation has the things that are being chapters two and three, the letters to the churches in Asia. Then you have the rapture and then you have chapters 4 through 19 and all the judgments going on in the Great Tribulation. And then finally the last days and the judgment in 20 and 21. Uh, the Reformed Heritage Commentary says, Some interpreters think that the things that are refer to the church age, believing that John will address specifically issues in the church in chapters 2 and 3. They then suppose that this period will come to an end with the rapture and that the things that are to take place after this refer to the events of the latter days when God once again turns his attention to Israel. A seven-year period of tribulation and the establishment of an earthly Jewish and millennial kingdom. They think that these events are the focus from chapter 4 onwards. So again, not just that there is the rapture of the church out of the world, but then also the calling forth of a Jewish kingdom and God 
taking away his process with the church to go back to Israel. And as we will see, especially next week in our looking ahead at the letters of the churches, that this is definitely a wrong-headed situation. Then we have in verse 20, Jesus explaining the mystery of the stars and the lampstands, that the stars are the angels of the churches, the pastors of those churches, the messengers, and that the seven lampstands that he stands in the midst of are those churches. We see this again in Malachi chapter 2, for the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. You know, the Malach, the messenger, the angel of Yahweh. And then in Daniel 12, 3, And those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. That is what the pastor is supposed to do, is to guard knowledge, to give the instruction that the people ought to seek from him and then to turn them to righteousness not their own righteousness but the righteousness that only comes from the crucified and risen savior jesus the one who is the first and the last and the living one the one who died and behold is alive forevermore amen all right that is it for this week as we finish up the first chapter of revelation if you have any questions or comments, please email me, wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. Drop a comment on the Facebook page on this post. Uh, if you have questions about Revelation chapter 1 or anything maybe about the next couple of chapters as we look at the seven letters to the seven churches that receive the first copy of Revelation. Until then, this is Pastor Doug Minton thanking you for being here, digging deeper into the scriptures, seeing the comfort that comes from our crucified Lord, comfort especially as we go through this Lenten season. Amen.